Brother Jackson, we call it burgundy and gold today. Oh, we do. Yes, we do. But today, we have to start off with baseball and season the moment. If you missed it, then you don't love sports because I I, I just don't I, I don't know how you could miss it. It was Japan uh, USA incredible. baby. It was incredible, and you know, very often when we build things up prior, they rarely live to the hype, right? Like, because the whole idea was, hey, what if, just what if, Otani were to face, you know, his teammate Mike Trout, you know, the always MVP of the American League when he's healthy, uh, in a high leverage situation in this game. You got it uh, in the, you know, the top of the ninth because they were the road team. But I mean, that was that was incredible theater. I mean, what what a great game and. Um, it was a fun, you know, I've watched this when I could during the tournament. Last night was the perfect storm because there was nothing else, you know, going on nationally. Of course, we had local misery between the Wizards and Caps that we'll deal with later. But Did you have to mention that. I was yeah. hoping. Well, we'll talk about I the, think if you had let it go, yeah, nobody would have brought it up. Well, it's probably true. Yeah, nobody uh, But we'll, we'll get to that later. But I think you saw it last night. I mean, I hate to do this because this is you're dying for somebody to say this into an open microphone. But I think last night just proved to me when it comes to Shohei Itani why he needs to be on the other team. Oh, he'll in be Los in Angeles just a moment of time because he needs to be in the postseason. We yeah. don't we can't waste this guy's career yeah. not being in the postseason. You say, well, what about Mike Trout? Well, Mike Trout has some you know has made a conscious decision mm-hmm. uh, to continue to re up with the Angels. Because I think he really enjoys going to those Eagle games because he has Eagle season tickets. I think he, he doesn't want to interfere. Right. right, he doesn't want to interfere with that. From like he doesn't want to be playing into November, so he mm-hmm. wants to be available really early October to get all those Eagles games. So I'm not worried about Trump, but in terms of Otani, the, you know the sport needs him. Uh, the the world needs him in the postseason. What what a great story. Uh, I'm not the big. I, I don't have a great history in watching these series. But they've caught my eye. What it reminds me of is being at a DC United match. Sure. It's enthusiasm. It's not the atypical baseball crowd. I love the flair. I love the countries being represented. It's the Olympics on steroids. It is. To where, I mean, I, I'm looking at time to March Madness. It was hard for me to keep up during the weekend. But my goodness, I did check up. I did check in. Right. And then last night to me was just... If you missed it, I don't know if you can recreate that moment. Being in real time, I said, I can't believe this. No doubt. They're doing this for us. So at 12 noon, when we hit the air, <laughs> bingo. You know, you got this coming out of the gates. Yeah. Because as I said to you this morning, about 530 this morning in our pre-production meeting, I go, what do you lead with? And you go, how do you not lead with yeah, this? Yeah, I mean, it was it was all – and look – for a guy who, like, he's not even the best player on his own team. Right. <laughs> but he is the most clutch guy. I swear, every moment, and he was here for a half a season, uh-huh. but it was a lot. I mean, and again, you can always wonder what would have happened if Kyle Schwarber didn't get hurt. Oh, man. You know, is would the Nats have held on that year to that team? No, they wouldn't have held on anything. You know, what yeah, would they have done? But they were, they, were, they were making a push at that point. Yeah. And that month they were playing well, but it, it all fell apart right before the trade deadline. And then obviously the, the fire sale was on. But when you look at Kyle Schwarber, every time there's a big moment, 
you know, he, whatever uniform he's wearing, right? Like it doesn't matter it what uniform matter. he's wearing. No, he's a pro. He comes through, and he's that at bat uh, against you, Darvish, where he just kept you know fouling off, fouling off, you know, yeah. and then finally just blasted. I knew it right when you hear it Susie with him. Yeah. You knew yeah. that Something was gone. Trey, I, I get, and I'm trying to be emotionally mature. Yeah, it's tough to watch deal. those guys because they're yeah, both really on the is. same part team of in your it, division. Yeah, forever. Part of it kind of, and I know I'm spoiled because <laughs> right. I grew up, you know, following Dodger Blue, sure. and money's never an object. If you can play, you stay. Um, it was like seeing Dusty Baker's piece on Dusty in uh, with Bryant Gumble in real sport. It's just it's a classic Yeah, because, you know, you look at his – I hate to say it as pain. Pain is people in poverty. Right, people right. is people that are malnutrition, all that. His pain is that he's in the World Series, he's not winning. Right, he's right. getting paid. Yeah, yeah. You know, Still so made a good living. Yeah, making yeah. a good living, but yeah. he's yeah. a competitive guy. And I again, as growing up with Maury Wills and Dusty Baker and those guys, and as uh, as I did, and watching his story, and then it was ironic that he ends up with the Cheetahs. Yeah, in Houston. Thank God he's not a cheetah. But he gets in with them, yeah. and then they win it all. And it just – it's one of those things – that's what I felt like last night. Watching that matchup was watching Dusty win, closing out and actually getting a win. And then being here, and I keep thinking – and I'm not – hey, look, when it comes to the Curly W's management on field, I'm all in. I don't doubt anything. They are dealing with circumstances beyond their control. And I usually would never take that route, but when Major League Baseball refuses to use his brain, they're hamstrung by this Masson deal, so they can't go full fortitude into what we know they're smart baseball people, but their hands are tied. And they just got caught up with the COVID year after winning and never got to circle the bases as champions. It was too much. And now whether you agree or disagree with the decisions they've made, we're stuck with it. Yeah, we are, and it, but it is painful to watch it. I mean, imagine if Harper was healthy and stop he was playing it. in that game. Stop it! Just stop. <laughs> U.S. might have won, by the way. Yeah, yeah uh, you think? You know, yeah. but I mean, to see the spectacle Tani is in this the guy again never disappoints. It's incredible. I mean, uh, Mark DeRose had a great comment after the game because look, and you and I have had this conversation, uh-huh. and back when we were in the locker room, B. Mitch, we talk about uh-huh. all the times. Like, it's so frustrating to watch pitchers go up and just suck at batting. Like and of course you don't get to do that anymore because now we have the DH. But mm-hmm. it's so frustrating over the years because those are the guys that when you were in high school, we in little league, were the best players in your team, were mm-hmm. your ace pitchers, right? And they were your best people. Uh, and then at whatever point is it college? Is it when they get to the minors? They just focus on pitching and they just don't give a damn about hitting anymore. Mm-hmm. But here's a guy who was doing it. You know, like they call him the modern day Babe Ruth, right? Because Babe Ruth started as a pitcher, was a great hitter, obviously. But you, you see that. With uh, with Otani and it, and it's you know I don't know if others are going to try it now, uh, but you know Derosa made the comedy thinks others probably will try it, but he goes nobody's going to be probably any good at it, <laughs> at least like this guy is. But I think it'd be pretty cool if it does happen. I mean, I I, I hope it. I hope more people do try it because it is it, it should happen. I mean, you should see more guys that don't just give up on hitting because they're great pitchers or vice versa. But it would man to see this guy doing it at this level is crazy, absolutely crazy. And he's not alone. The whole, the Japanese team and they had their MVP the last three. They've got two or three mm-hmm. guys like him. Now they don't do it both ways yet. Right, right, right. But their pitchers and what they do to a baseball 
I've never seen anything like it. No, it was, it's a uh, it was a fun thing to watch. Even though the United States lost, it was great theater. Um, I enjoyed a lot of it. I saw the Venezuela game, which was an awesome oh, finish man. too. Yeah, yeah, that was. I mean, I didn't watch like you said. It was tough because with the NCAA the NCAA tournament well, going on. Yeah, I mean, but it, we talked about this with Tommy the other day. Tom Lavera when he's on with us. You know, people have kind of dog baseball for when this thing runs, but when else are you going to run it? I mean, you can't do it in the summer. I mean, it's the middle of your season. You know, you can't. this is the old, and you can't ask them to do this in February. When you're basically saying that at that point you have to come in early, right? You would have no. to basically come uh-uh. in early uh, to the, you know, to sp- you'd be two months early to spring training. You just can't do that. Yeah. How about this kid hitting the gun over 100 in March? Right. <clears throat> and how many people escalated what they would normally be doing? Right. And what effect might that have at the end of the season? Sure. Like, you know, look, do you care? Yeah, I mean, and there's been some losses here, right? I mean, if you're yeah. if you're the Mets, you probably think this is a Mets fan. Yeah. It's the worst crap ever. We lost Edwin Diaz. You know, yeah. this sucks. We don't like it, but I, it's cool. I mean, the only thing I could equate it to is like the the World Championships of basketball, obviously a World Cup. Uh, you know, as a United States fan, you're never the favorite of that. I mean, we're the defending champions in this thing, uh, but. It was, um, you know, it was it was a very it's a well put together event. And Miami is a great place for it because Miami is such an international city, and Do, you know, and it, it's got such it a great. Should be the permanent spot, right? It was so vibrant, like you couldn't tell, quite frankly, who the home team was in a lot of these games. Because well, you know, if you've been to a Marlins game, you don't even know those people are alive, <laughs> right? But yeah. this is like you got a lot of people there just cheering for baseball. Ba- yeah, it was it was yeah. fun. Uh, I enjoyed it, and um, you know, would like to see you know Trout come through there would have been pretty cool. Yeah, but he did the best he could. Yeah. I've never seen the like- guy in live. I mean, he's never faced him like that, right? I mean, you know what I mean? It, it, I don't I don't see um you know. I think that, it's harder on part. hitters to catch up that early. Yeah. But see for Trout, for a lot of people, he's the biggest name that we don't see. Yeah. In all the sports. True. And he's with the Angels. I mean, I grew up in Orange County. It is really witness protection. It's one of the craziest <laughs> franchises because it's pro ball, but I'm you know, came up with Jim Fergosi was a shortstop. Yeah. And then they changed names. I kind of feel like a bit of what I've had to go through being part of the Burgundy and Gold here. When your name is changed, part of your identity is changed. That's true. There's some pain within it that you got to be a part of it to really get it. But it's like they may never call the team I played on his name again. Well, the Angels used to be when I it was it was Anaheim. Yeah. Right now you gotta be California. What's stupid? Then you're Cal- then you're Los Angeles. Yeah, and they're not Los Angeles. And you're not in L.A. <laughs> and you're down there, and you, it's a you know, beautiful Orange County. But I'm going. They just forget about you. It's like San Diego when they moved the Clippers, and people got to think. I'm sure Minneapolis. I've never yeah. felt sympathy for them with the Lakers, but now I feel a more of that pain. And when I hear Washington and ownership being dis- discussed on a serious, serious level. That it should be another name change. And I'm going, mm-hmm. are you serious? Yeah, wow. Would that be? Maybe. It could happen. You never know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the, you know, there's probably bigger things to worry about when they get here, but they, they could be part of it. Yeah. Um, all right. We'll get to, by the way, the commander stuff uh, off season coming up. Joe Theismann is going to join us uh, coming up at 12. Old number seven? Old number seven. Oh, my goodness. Uh, young you number him? seven. I How'd didn't you get, get him, him called, out of Hollywood? He called his good friend Rick Walker How'd you up get before him out the show. Hollywood? Sitting right next to you when he yeah. called you. Uh, AJ Perez uh, from Front Office Sports will talk about oh, yeah. what the Magic Johnson addition to the Harris team means and how, how alive is this thing. I saw an interesting um, tweet slash report from Albert Breer today saying, uh, despite you know the, the anxiousness of us here in the nation's capital, this thing may not 
be over for another couple months. I say beware of what you don't hear. Yeah, yeah. It could I'm still, still be a couple more months. Bezos. Still be a couple I'm more months. Uh, we'll talk uh, NCAA hoops. Uh, of course, that's back at it tomorrow. The Sweet 16 Believe podcast uh, host Scott Spinelli, former assistant coach around college hoops with the Terps uh, back in the day as well. So we'll get to Scott coming up at 2.30. But lots to cover between now and then. And we'll talk a little Lamar Jackson as uh, people apparently still want him uh, to be signed by the commanders to an offer sheet. So we'll uh, get into that as well. Joe Thies in the bottom there. We'll talk about the monumental losses last night next, despite a great ceremony from the Caps here on the Team 90 Streaming Live on the Free Odyssey app. I really can't wait, you know, to hear from my old quarterback, Joe Theismann. Yeah, coming up. He was a hell of a baseball player. He was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's that year, almost everybody who was an athlete played baseball. No doubt. That's over. Those days are over. Yeah. Um, we'd like to hope to think that, again, some an event like this one we just saw will help it moving forward. But, you know, there's some other things. We'll see how these speed-up rules work this year. I'm fascinated to see all that. I think it's going to be a train wreck. Um, <laughs> it could be, it could be. Yeah. Uh, and again, I don't know how much time it's actually going to save is the other fascinating part of it. Uh, did you Burgundy- feel it was necessary? Yeah, you had to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, absolutely. I did, too. I did too. Absolutely. Burgundy gold today. Uh, team 90 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. The, uh, Capitals and the Wizards both last night suffering, uh, setbacks in hopes of the postseason. Although I'll be honest with you, I don't really look at the Capitals as having a chance to make the postseason. I know there's 11 games, 10 games now. Uh, for them to quote unquote, you know, make it in, but I, I don't know. I just just mathematically sure they're alive. They signaled that they're not as worried about it by the moves they made. They made some smart moves, uh, making trades, those kind of things. The Wizards, on the other hand, as we've all known, are all in on this thing. I mean, they're dying to be the ten seed, and they went down and lost in Orlando to a team that is literally free lunch uh, in the Magic that are not trying to win at all this year. That's the worst part, and that's that's just uh, unacceptable. Yeah, well, you I mean, can't beat somebody who's trying to give you give you everything you yeah, want. Yeah, I mean they, they're that's, literally uh, not. You know, they're totally signaled they're out of this thing and have mm-hmm. been for a while. And they, they don't have the e next to their name yet. They will soon enough. But I guess technically, again, mathematically alive. But man, the Wizards have gone fell two and a half back over these last three game losing skid again. Not against great teams. They haven't even played. You know the tough teams. I mean. They, they haven't, you know, again, the Cavaliers are, are good and the, and the Kings are, are fine as well. But these are not like playing the top teams in your conference, but they still have to do. I still got to have play the Bucks a couple more times. I think the Sixers, no, I guess they wrapped up the Sixers they lost the other night. And that, this is just a crazy part about all this stuff. Well, for bad, well, bad teams. And they got Boston again. They always yeah. have a more difficult time playing lesser they play yeah. up better because yeah. they the fear. Sure, sure. Playing the Celtics, we either show up, we're right. going to lose by fifty. Get your ass kicked, yeah. And but again, and we can argue. No, it's not an argument. We can discuss this all summer. Teams that don't win don't win for re- a reason. I don't want to say bad teams, yeah, but yeah. teams that don't get results, they don't win. I think that it's fair to think that your payroll should match your production. I think that's a fair thing. If you I think, was, is that okay? Yeah, I think if you're okay. the person signing the checks, okay. you probably have to ask, you know, the basketball people, like, "Hey guys, I, I'm putting a lot of money in this, and we <laughs> yeah. got two free agents coming up that I'm supposed to spend even more on, and we've won 32 out of 72 games. I mean, how does that make any sense to anyone? 
See, thank you. So you with me on oh, that? I'm totally with you. Yeah. And 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 again, this is the silver lining of all this mess. I mean, the Wizards are now uh, just a game off of falling to the fifth best lottery uh, seeds. You know, lottery numbers. I mean, that's really what it's about at this point. And they're top six in the lottery at this point. Right on the line, I guess technically the Blazers have them by a game because they've they've won one less game at this point. But you know that's what I'd be looking at right now. I, I'd I'd be recalibrating everything instead of just hey let's hurry up get to the ten seed to get run in you know three games wherever the hell it would be because this again the NBA is not the NHL it's not the NCAA tournament there are not these major upsets with a ten seed running all the way through to the conference finals <laughs> you know I mean this is not <laughs> happening okay. So recalibrate and uh, time to, uh, you know, time to start thinking about another plan because this one stinks. You know, and you keep talking yourself into it. It's the other people, not your quote unquote big three, but no, it really is that they're not a big three. No, no, not a big three. No, I don't. I don't they're it, big three in terms of money, but not yeah, in terms of production. Yeah, and winning, and it's it's one of those it's one of those things where. We it's kind of our fault because we promoted it and we we gave some legitimacy to it as it was going up. It's so it's no different than when we're talking about the commanders. Yeah, and and um, and I know get off my lawn, old man. That's who I am. I am, <laughs> and I'm going to say that. Why are we discussing who's the starter on a team in last place in the division? Right. You know, I, and, I and I'll say this twenty four seven. Deron Payne, and John Allen. They, they don't lose a wink of sleep worrying about competing for their position. They say, bring it. And that's what you want. Yeah. But we got to pacify and pamper people with thin skin and low egos or big egos. You're my starter. Dude, just make it competitive. You know, I, I like what we're doing right now with some of the guys coming in, but I don't like the fact that we've even discussed the fact that our quarterback position is not open to competition. Well, it is. Well, no. Because it's we, a QB1 into the offseason, yeah, but that doesn't mean you're see, the starter. But that's my whole point. Yeah. All that was just wasted breath. Be yeah. glad you're on a team. I'd say all of them. Be glad you get to play in this game. Then be the, do the best you can. You're good you got a guy who's not a jerk, and that's why Jacoby is such a nice acquisition for them. You couldn't deal with a jerk with a young quarterback you're in competition with. He's a good dude. This offensive line deal has got a lot going on. I, I love the fact that we're getting competitive people. I hear people go, well, he's not a star. Who is he? Yeah. Well, you know, you'll learn him. And if the enemy said thumbs up, then I'm with him. I'm glad the fact that we have a change of command. And it was confirmed to me when Matsko moved on, that's the last piece of the puzzle for me to have one voice on offense, and it's Eric Bieniemy, and I'm comfortable with it. Um, yeah, I mean that's look. There, again, there's still some other things that could happen between now and kickoff for this. You know, who's starter, who's QB one, and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get into that with Joe Theismann coming up. But I do want to say this before we break for Joe. Um, even though the Capitals lost in what appeared to be an exhibition game because it was seven to six, um, <laughs> that was crazy. The, the uh, Alex Ovechkin ceremony, um, they should awesome. get high marks for. <laughs> that awesome. was the fir- that was the first star of the game. 
Like the ceremonies. But when incredible. do they fail? They don't fail in promotions. Well, they're also used to like promoting an all-time great. You know, they've had a lot of experience in it. I mean, they've had Ovi, obviously, yeah. in this, and they've also won, you know, a, well, a little the, thing called a world championship or a... That's true. You know, but even dealing with Langway, you know what they've mm-hmm. done with Locke. Yeah. Locker, they have always, I think, done a magnificent job in honoring their own. Sure. And kept them around. And it's first class yeah. in the way they do it. No doubt. It's never mocked. No. Yeah. People could take a page out of their book about how they get it done. Um, we have questioned some things with the Nats. I wanted them to be – I wanted it dealt done right. And mm-hmm. I think they're, they're attempting to do that. Sure. You know, the right way. But it's amazing. It's day and night. I don't even have to mention the other names, and you know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. Yeah. I got an idea. Some folks have said it's a mannequin. I don't know if that's fair or not. Well, I mean, that was we were there. Um, I mean, to have been there and seen that in person yeah, is know. one of the things that one day when you ask me what's on my mind, I'm gonna let it. I'm gonna let. I'm gonna tell you. Okay. My my top three. Gotcha. Utter disappointments. All right. Well, that's yeah. good. Yeah. We'll we'll have time for that probably, and yeah, maybe well, by May. Hopefully uh, in the summer. Yeah, yeah. In May we could do that. All time lows. I don't lows. think we're gonna be slow in May. The all time lows. All right. We're never slow in May. We're always in transitions. All right. Joe Theismann, straight ahead. Uh, Super Bowl champion, Washington Redskins, Super Bowl seventeen. Uh, will join us straight away here on Burgundy Gold today. Team ninety three streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Isn't it amazing what a fifty dollar bill can do for you? How did Mike did Mike go <laughs> drive over to the Smithsonian <laughs> yeah, uh, before did. the show to get that? I yeah, mean, how did. the heck did he pull that out? Well, but I paid Joe. Okay, yeah, okay. I paid Joe. Okay. You can never Theismann could never under oath say that he's never taken a bribe because I paid him, <laughs> you know, and he did it. But I love him. He's my favorite quarterback of all time, Joe Theismann. Joe, I don't know what country you're in or what time zone. But we do appreciate you no waking up. It could be he could be in Australia right now. But I gotta ask you because I know baseball was a big part of your life. Did you get a chance to see any of that action last night? I watched. I watched some of the. <clears throat> I watched some of the baseball last night, okay. and it was just. Uh, I mean, it, it gets you really fired up for baseball season. You know, Tani's just incredible. Trout. <laughs> I mean, the whole the the competition, the final score, the way the game went. I mean, um, it's, you know, if you weren't a baseball fan, if you were a casual fan, I think that got you going even more. It's a great, it's a great, I should say, appetizer for the season coming up. Yeah, no doubt about it. A lot of fun. Uh, where Joe, appreciate you coming on with us. And I, I, I just literally last week rewatched the football life uh, of yours. And if people have not watched it, they recommend they do it. What, what a great uh, production that was. Seeing you and LT and RFK together and uh, all the other guys. And then even Rick Walker made a couple of appearances. I don't know how you guys Absolutely. afforded that. That must have really blown the could, budget up. Paid. I don't know how I could do something without paid. having Doc in it. Paid. Yeah. It was fantastic. <laughs> paid, what, paid appearance by paid Doc. Appearance. Yeah, right. The one guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, let, let me ask you this. You've been watching, obviously, what's going on with Washington this offseason. You know, they said Sam Howell going into the offseason is QB1. But they've obviously brought in a guy who's started a lot of games, Jacoby Brissett. Uh, in here to to compete with him and push him. Uh, how, how do you how do you see the offseason so far from what the Commanders have been able to do? Well, I, I like the signings. I think they've signed a couple guys to the line, which I think is good. I still think it's an area where they can focus on in the first round. 
Uh, when you look at our receiving core, I'd match our receiving core up against anybody in the National Football League as a whole. And of course, Terry's a pro bowler. Jahan, had he not got hurt, probably might even been the same way. And Curtis, I thought, had a tremendous bounce back year this year. Uh, Logan, hopefully, will be two years removed from the injury. And, you know, if he's still there and, you know, you never know what they're going to do at different positions. But, you know, I think uh, I, I think our football team has made some good moves. It's a found, It's a foundational place to build from. And, you know, in Sam's case, you know, Ron came out and said, Sam is our starter. Well, he was the only quarterback under contract, so that makes sense. I think signing Jacoby is a really, really good move. He played well in Cleveland last year. They they lost some games that weren't because of him, um, and they were all close games. So he's a guy that can keep you close. I think going in, Sam's going to have the opportunity to be able to be the starting quarterback. A little bit of a different approach because now you've got a new system under Eric. So it's going to be something that Sam's going to have to learn, a second system in a second year. Jacoby has been in three or four places, so he's sort of used to adjusting to different terminology and different systems. So I would say from that aspect, he'd be a little bit ahead. I wouldn't be surprised if they add another quarterback somewhere down the road in the draft because you you just can't have two. There's you, you need the arms to be able to go through camps and mini camps and everything else. So um, I, I like the direction the football team has gone. People know the final story to the Joe Theismann book, but if they haven't read it all, you competed the whole way. You're not at Notre Dame if you're not competing and competitive. They didn't give it to you here. You had to take it. I don't agree with the way this thing verbally was announced about the starter. You in last place in the division. Who gives a damn who a quote starter is? Every job should be earned. And I'm not I'm a little uncomfortable with the way this thing is being presented with Sam. Well, Doc, I I'm not. I'm not. I think, you know, like I said, he was the only guy under contract. So if you're the only guy in the room, if you're the only guy on the station, say, Doc's my number one broadcaster. Mm-hmm. Of course. Because you're the only guy there, you know, at that point. But I think in the case of adding a quarterback, it's like going in. You're giving Sam an opportunity to shoulder the responsibility of being a starting quarterback. How does he handle it mentally? How does he handle OTAs? How does he handle mini camps? When the coaches come out and said, okay, it's your job. Jacoby's, Jacoby's used to whatever anybody says. That's, that's, uh, it's not going to affect him one bit. But in Sam's case, you know, for the coach to say, okay, you're the guy. But that's more than just the physical uh, attributes that he might have on the field. How are you going to handle this whole thing as a starter mentally? How do you handle the huddle? You know, you know, you know Doc, you know mm-hmm. it as well as anybody, and a lot of people don't realize it. Mm-hmm. You know, what they see on Sunday is only a small part of what goes into playing the position of quarterback. Yeah. There's knowledge of the system. There's knowledge of other players. There's, there's knowing the players. They're getting to know the chemistry of your football team. How do, you, how do you speak in a huddle? Are you authoritative? Are you, you have a weak voice. Mm-hmm. You know, can, can you, there's so many different elements that go into it. And I, I, I like that Ron said, hey, look, you're the starter. So to me, that's basically what he's saying is, I want to see how you handle this. Mm-hmm. You're the guy. I want to see how you handle it. Obviously, it's going to be competition. But that brings up a big problem when it comes to people competing for jobs, especially at the quarterback position. You have OTAs, evaluate guys in T-shirts and shorts. 
You have mini camps, evaluate guys, T-shirts and shorts. You have 17 days of training camp, of which I think you wear four, four days of pads. Um, you're not, you're not going to play. You're obviously not going to play him much in the preseason. So how much work will either Sam, like Jacoby's had it, but how much work will Sam actually get when it comes to preparation for the season? You only play three preseason games. You can't play him a lot because you don't want to risk, run the risk of losing, quote-unquote, the guy you've designated as the starter. So for, I, think, I think Sam has all the physical tools that are necessary to be able to play the position at a really solid level. And, Doc, you know this, and, Scott, you've heard me say this too. The quarterback position is the single most dependent position on the field. Yep. You depend on everybody to do their job. And if they do their job well, then you get a chance to do yours. But you can't win without one. So, it, you know, and it's, I've heard some of the callers on, on your show and, and talk about, well, you know, that you want to be able to split time and you want to be able to give Sam as much work as you can. You got to take care of his arm, make sure it doesn't get sore. Mm-hmm. And you still have to prepare Jacoby for the what if and possibly a third guy who's going to be able to be that arm that you need during practices. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't necessarily agree with the fact, Doc, that, you know, you didn't like the way Ron came about. I, I liked what he said because it goes deeper than just saying you're the guy. Joe Theismann with us here via the BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter via the books. Download the BetQL app today here on Burgundy and Gold today with Doc Walker, Scott Jackson, Team 980 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. All right, let me throw this one at you. I know we've talked a lot about the quarterbacks that are here, but there's certainly a quarterback that's not here, but he's just up the road. Um, and he helped turn the state of Maryland in part of D.C. purple in uh, Lamar Jackson. And there's a lot of folks wonder why the commanders haven't maybe kicked the tires more seriously about that. And I think certainly there's some, you know, some simple explanations, possibly including, you know, the ownership uh, change potentially that's coming up here in the near future is one of the reasons. But I don't know, Joe, what, what if you get past all that stuff here in a few months? Lamar's still hanging out. Do you, do you think uh, maybe somebody ought to give him a call? I think, Scott, the biggest problem is economics. Lamar would have been a Baltimore Raven a long time ago had the economics been where they are. Now, Lamar's an interesting situation. I've heard people criticize him for not having an agent. I didn't have an agent in my last contract. Didn't have an agent in my first one. Didn't have an agent in my last one. Wouldn't have mattered. Mr. Cook was going to give me whatever he wanted to give me, and we didn't have free agency, so there was really nowhere to go. In Lamar's case, and, and I didn't have a problem with him handling his own contract. He knows, he, he knows, he believes what his worth is. I think his mom is helping him with it, which is great to have somebody to talk to. And that's all well and good when you're negotiating with one team. But now all of a sudden the Ravens made a business decision and said, look, we're not going to guarantee you a contract similar if this is the case of what Deshaun Watson's getting. We're not going to guarantee that money. You haven't finished the last two seasons, <clears throat> so there's uncertainty about your health. And we're just not going to guarantee that money. So we're going to you know, put a uh, franchise tag on you that allows you to talk to other teams. Here's the problem. If you don't have a representative out there talking to five or six different teams, you have to do it yourself. And that's, that's a heck of a burden for him to shoulder. Not to saying that he can't do it, but it sure isn't easy to sit down and talk to five or six different football teams about 
what they can do. Okay, I'm going to fly to this city. I'm going to fly to that city. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. And, and Lamar, you know, like I said, because of his style of play, the susceptibility for injury is greater than it is for different people who aren't as mobile as he is, and in some cases aren't as talented as he is. But I think the biggest thing is economics. I mean, you know, it, it, what, what the Ravens said is, look, if somebody offers you this contract, we'll probably match it. But we don't believe that anybody out there is going to offer you a guaranteed contract of roughly a quarter of a billion dollars. We just don't believe that. So from a business standpoint, it makes sense. Now, you know, I don't know what the offers have been. You know, the way I might have structured an offer to Lamar would be this. We'll guarantee you $195 million of a $250 million contract. If you complete 17 games in 2023, we'll take that guarantee up by another $35 million. $25 million, $35 million. If you finish two years and you're healthy, we'll guarantee the rest of the contract, whatever it might be. It's sort of a, a performance and pay sure. incentive. And, and, you know, I don't know, I don't know how it would fit into the salary cap or all that, but, I mean, t- economics is what's really preventing the situation from Lamar being a Raven and really being any other on any other football team from the way I look at it. Why don't we ever say he bet on himself and he lost? They offered him a hell of a contract. He bet on himself. But he hasn't lost yet, Doc. No, but he, he's losing. He, well, yeah, he's, he's not certainly not winning. I mean, yeah, when yeah, the Ravens said, okay, go talk to somebody else, and nobody, nobody's stepping up, Lamar's got to be sitting there going, okay. And, and, and let me tell you something. If whatever offer the Ravens made – and Lamar ultimately says, okay, I accept it. He didn't lose. He, he, he worked hard to get what he believed. He still believes he's this type of a player. He still believes he should be compensated accordingly. He's still fairly young, so he's probably looking at maybe an, another contract down the yeah, road. Yeah, 26. That's what I'm saying. So, so if you sign up, if, you know, if it's a five-year contract, they're not going to take it to five years. You go out and win some stuff in the next two or three years, that deal gets redone. You know, Patrick Mahomes' deal has been redone. Deshaun Watson's deal is, has been redone. Yeah. So, I mean, the thing is, is, is and I'm, I'm almost wondering if, if in his, and I'm sort of spitballing a little bit here, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if, if anybody has ever said, Lamar, this isn't going to be your last contract. Take a, take a step back and look at what the offer is. And I have no idea what it is, but right. I guarantee you, it's it's a pretty big number, probably mm-hmm. probably averaging somewhere in the neighborhood of forty five million a year. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's because that's where the numbers are. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you know, you take uh, Daniel Jones with the Giants; it's forty million. So you look at Lamar in that regard and say it's got to be at least forty five. But it's not going to be your last contract. So play football, stay healthy, do what you believe you can do to help the Ravens get where they want to get to. And, and there's a bigger pot of gold at the end. Yeah. I, I think there's a great – this is where Kirk Cousins has nailed it, right? I mean, he's done these shorter but the fully park. guaranteed deals. Absolutely. And bets on himself, gets mm-hmm. back in the process, and the well, numbers just go Well, here's the other thing, up. guys. This is the other thing. There are no quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> where do you go? Yeah. Where, where do the Ravens go without Lamar? I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a kid who was a, the second player taken in the draft last year, Zach Wilson. 
with the Jets. He had, they, I guarantee you they deal him in a heartbeat. But they lost Mike White, so now they have to keep him. But And Doc and I were talking about this a little earlier this morning. National Football League has 32 starting quarterbacks. Then you have to have a backup. That's 64 starting. That's 64 quarterbacks on a roster. Normally, they carry three. Some teams only carry two. So let's round the number to 90. You need 90 quarterbacks under contract. You need at least 64 under contracts that wouldn't be a practice squad type of contract. And, you know, again, we were talking, which is I'm I'm sure you're going to bring this up, Cam Newton is going to work out. But, you know, Cam says, I'm a starter. My bet says, no, you're not. But you can compete as one. If, if Cam winds up signing a contract somewhere, someone will have told him that he can compete as a starter. Then he can go out on the football field and, and prove it. I mean, there's a reason why Cam hasn't been in the league for the last couple of years. There's got to be a reason. I mean, if, if, if he was that good with the small amount of quarterbacks that we have and with his experience, and his, his abilities, you know, you'd say he'd have a job. Cam made, Cam, you know, Cam's a little bit like Lamar in regard to they can do so many things and scare the living daylights out of you with their legs. It's their ability to be able to throw the football effectively from the pocket that I think can separate them from everybody else. You know, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick moves around a fair amount. But yet you stick him in the pocket and let him throw, you know, he's equally as effective. But I, you know, I wish Cam luck all. I wish him all the luck in the world, and and you know, I hope he gets an opportunity to do what he wants to do, and that's the most important thing. Somebody's going to look at it. Maybe they signed him to a two or three million dollar contract, which, by the way, is a lot of money. Not in the world of of quarterbacks, but it is a lot of money in the world of people. Um, <laughs> yeah, especially just to practice. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, and because I mean, you body probably game. feels yeah. a lot better on a Monday if yeah. you're uh, if you're the backup too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is good. Joe, how's the book going? Good. Thank you very much. How to be a champion every day. Yep, how to it's, be a champion uh, every day. It's, uh, yep, I appreciate it. When do you uh, work? You. What's next? Movie? Um, there's got to be something next. Well, I've got a couple speeches coming up. Um, uh, I actually got one tomorrow and one at the end of the month. I have some opportunities to be able to go out and share stories with people and, and do some fundraisers. We have... Uh, we have Virginia Vine coming up uh, April 14th, 15th, and 16th. It's the fundraiser we have at Stone Tower Winery um, out in uh, Leesburg. Uh-huh. And uh, what we do is we raise money for the V Foundation. This, right. is the oh, 30th, this is the 30th year. Uh, Jimmy Valvano, really, they started, and ESPN started the V Foundation in 1993. Uh-huh. I believe it was March 4th it was started. This is our 30th anniversary, and we've raised uh, – over $300 million for cancer research. Mm. And uh, so I've got a, we have the uh, dinner coming up and the auction coming up here in in April. So I'm excited about the opportunity to do that. You know, Doc, I think one of the things that we're blessed to do as athletes is we're given the opportunity, first of all, to be able to compete at things we absolutely love. Mm -hmm. But secondly, you have to recognize that we're not put on this earth to be served. We're put on this earth to be able to serve others mm-hmm. and to be able to um, MC the dinner and be a part of the V Foundation. Of course, 
the Children's Hospital National Medical Center is another thing. St. Jude are the three charities that I really look at because I just think children are so precious. Mm -hmm. And if it's an opportunity to be able to give a child a life that maybe they would not have had without the resources that are available, then that's what we're here to do. Awesome. Love it, man. Anything we can do, um, shout it out. Let's keep it going. And uh, we, we love being in the winner's circle. Hey, Doc, we'll get back. I really believe that. I mean, obviously, we don't know uh, what's going to happen going forward, but um, I think this football team team has the personnel. Mm -hmm. I didn't say personality because we don't know that yet. No, no. But it has the personnel to be able to compete with anybody in this division. There isn't anybody in this division that we couldn't go toe-to-toe with. Yeah, and it's a hell of a division. It is. It's turned it a, a year ago. Everybody was talking about this division as oh man, just a bunch of dogs. They yeah. can't play. Yeah, yeah. They, the least. Now all of a sudden, it's like you know, Giants signing their kids. Eagles go to the Super Bowl. Cowboys. Everybody talks about them, but they haven't been able to deliver anything. Mm-hmm. And you know, we came within a call of being able to make the playoffs. So uh, it'll be fun. Awesome, Joe. Thanks, thanks brother. So much, man. Appreciate. Stay it. in touch. Thanks, guys. Great being with you. All right, take care, Jeff Eisman. Coach would say, simply. No doubt, one of the best, the best. always. Yeah. Uh, Bet uh, QL guest hotline, Joe Theismann, uh, Bet Smarter, be the books, download the big QL today. If you missed any of it, you can uh, hit the old rewind button on the Odyssey app and hear it. We got breaking news from Adam Schefter on another, another bidder on the Washington Commanders. Tease, I uh, love the tease. Yeah, we got another bidder to talk about. We're going to have uh, AJ Perez joining us at the top of the hour as well uh, to break down. Um, all things about this uh, sale of the Commanders, uh, including like the Magic the Johnson tease. edition with uh, Harris. So it wouldn't surprise me if Chris Russell's group. If that came this up. is not Chris Russell's group. You uh, sure? Yes, I'm you sure, sure about, about that. Okay. I'll just say this: this is a international group. We'll get to it ah. uh, coming up with uh, AJ Perez at the top of the hour here on Burgundy Gold today. Team Not Any streaming live with the free Odyssey app. 